Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Got a Ken show. John Cobalt, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, I forgot to mention, today is Friday, Moist Line Friday. Two rounds of it coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. So that's exciting. Ken's away today. Deborah and I are here. And also here, we're going to talk with Sharon McKeeman. Uh, you know, the uh, the school boards, the teachers union, the state local politicians have been abusing the children uh, terribly for the last uh, two years or so, uh, closing school unnecessarily, uh, forcing them to wear masks unnecessarily, forcing vaccinations unnecessarily, because kids very, very rarely get COVID, uh, very, very rarely spread it. The numbers are so microscopic and tiny that it was it really none of this should have ever been done. And in other states, they didn't do it. And everything turned out fine. There were no major outbreaks in many other states that uh, didn't require masks, didn't require vaccinations, didn't close their schools. So this was just a lot of abuse. There's no other way to put it. And it's abuse that will stick with these uh, children forever because they spent a year and a half not stimulating their brains, not learning anything at a time where their brains were growing rapidly. But we're here now, and uh, finally now um, the state is pushing back its vaccine mandates, uh, one of them to July of 2023, which is basically a surrender. 
And the other day we heard that the state legislature is not going to do the vaccination requirement for all children. Uh, we're going to talk with Sharon McKeeman. She was on the leading edge of the uh, revolt against this. Uh, let them breathe and let them choose the name of her group. Uh, let them breathe is the name of the group. Let them breathe, let them choose is an initiative that fights for student and parent choice. Uh, Sharon, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Fine. Explain to people who, because this gets confusing. <laughs> what what's what's the official state policy now on? Let's start with masks. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, officially, uh, there is no state mask mandate, uh, which means that if school districts are mandating masks, they are going you know, outside of, of state policy, and they are really putting themselves in a, a position where they could be le legally liable uh, for violating students' rights. So we are very thankful uh, that we were able to help bring about the end of the state mask mandate. Obviously, as you're saying, our kids have been through far too much abuse. Uh, and, and when you pointed out that in other states, Things turned out okay. Uh, I mean, we were the most restrictive in California, and I think had you know some of the worst data uh, coming out of California. So, oh, yeah. no, uh, a re recent study we were we were fiftieth in terms of uh, our school policy. It was the worst <laughs> policy in the nation. That's how the progressive state likes to lead. Dead last, <laughs> over yeah. and over again. They always think they're on the cutting edge. So there are no districts requiring masks. I mean, even the the local. Uh, there the, are, the you know, there oh, really there still are. Yes, there, there are some some local dictators still uh, decreeing masks. And I was actually just on a call this morning with parents. Uh, we actually sued Granada Hills and New West Charter Schools over their vaccine mandate. But I was just checking in with some parents this morning. And it's just crazy that Granada Hills Charter School is still mandating masks, even for the little bitty ones, uh, even though they are an independent charter school within uh, the L.A. Unified District. And even LAUSD has finally but dropped their mask mandate. You know, they were a holdout. San Diego Unified was a holdout. So uh, there are definitely still some outliers that are, are just going above and beyond to hurt kids. Seriously? At this Granada, yes. Granada Hills? You said? Yep. And I, th I think that, yes, Granada Hills Charter School, uh, you know, there's kids that are not vaccinated. They're being uh, kicked out of school. Um, and then at the same time, there's kids that are still allowed to remain in school if they're younger or if they've been vaccinated, but they're um, being forced to mask. And, you know, I, I don't think that a lot of people realize you, people are starting to feel like, hey, we're back to normal. And while we're celebrating that we have ended the state mask mandate, we need to bring awareness for these schools, what, again, that are just really dead. What are they waiting for? I, I, I really don't understand I, this. I, All the I, numbers are I, my, extremely low. My take on it is Granada Hills and New West uh, charter schools have a vaccine mandate that violates state law and that is really highlighted highlighted now that this uh, SB 871 has been dropped. The state mandate has been postponed, but they are just doubling down on their unlawful vaccine mandate that we've sued over. And so I think they feel like, well, if they took the masks off, it would concede that there's no reason for their vaccine mandate. We have a hearing May 24th against that mandate. Well, there is no uh, reason. So I, 
for a vaccine there, or a mask mandate anymore. There's no scientific reason for sure. And it's no. definitely uh, legally unsound what they're doing, you know, violating kids' rights. So we're, sure. just, we're just dealing with fanatics here. We're dealing with people yes. who emotionally <laughs> invested in some kind of weird cult and they can't let go. And politically and financially. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it. You didn't vote for Trump. You made your point on that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so the, the, the bill that they pulled that they are not going to even vote on, uh, yes. that was a vaccine mandate, and that would have covered all students, or what, what were the parameters of that one? Yes, that was mandating uh, the vaccine even for ages that are not FDA-approved yet. Senator Pan said, well, that was something they had to work out in the language, and we'd already said that we would sue over that if, if that was actually passed. Uh, and then uh, it was not only going to do away with the personal belief exemptions that are protected by state law right now uh, for you know, the COVID vaccine, but any other new vaccine. So any other new vaccine that would have, um, you know, been mandated, even if it wasn't added to the childhood list, it would have done away with personal belief exemptions. Where California is only, there's only a handful of states that don't allow personal belief exemptions for the entire childhood list. So again, California is really an outlier. Um, this bill was extremely extreme and senator pan needs to stop authoring bills that he knows he's not going to be able to get through there isn't support for uh it, it, the, these things shouldn't even be introduced they're so absurd so even with, uh, a, with thankfully a, it's been pulled <laughs> even with a two-thirds plus democratic majority everybody's up for re-election in the uh, in the assembly for example and, mm -hmm. and some uh, state senators are they they don't they don't want to take on this issue in this election well, and cycle that's, Yes, I'm glad you pointed that out, because that is what we're trying to raise awareness on, is that uh, after the election cycle, there's definitely a concern that these bills will come back with a vengeance. Uh, you know, maybe they're being put on hold because the representatives are hearing from the people, don't vote yes for these votes or you won't get my vote, um, you know, in this election cycle. But then, you know, if the state remains deep blue, there's obviously a concern that these bills will come back with a vengeance. And, um, you know, I, I really think it's next legislative season that parents need to be even more concerned for. But the problem is, as we have these successes, people are celebrating, which is fantastic, but we have to stay awake. Yeah. We can't just kind of go back to sleep. What what age is the uh, what ages are, uh, are the vaccines approved for by the FDA? Oh goodness, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Uh, I, no, <laughs> I believe because it's still I, no, I'm reading a story here, everything is, and it's very confusing. And I'm thinking yeah. it's just a badly written story. Uh, I believe it's still just sixteen and up. But see, uh, someone else said to me recently uh, that the legislative season is like trying to surf a tsunami. You know, it's, it's every day. It's like gear up for this hearing. No, wait, it's on hold. Uh, put everything into, you know, the concerns over this bill. Okay. They pulled the bill that never should have been authored. Um, I, I, but you know, the really key thing is that even for 16 and up, there isn't access to the actually FDA approved vaccine. And that's something that's just been skipped over. So schools are saying you have to get this vaccine. Parents are saying, well, even though it's FDA approved, the one that's actually FDA approved, we can't find any access to in the United States. Which vaccine um, is that? And they're saying, I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to mix up which ones I'm saying. Oh, I, I thought they all got approved. <laughs> you, you're talking about you're talking about final approval, not the conditional 
approval? Yes. So there's there's one. And, and again, I don't I don't want to say the yeah. wrong thing, um, but there's there's one that has received that that final FDA approval. And then there's like another stand in one that is um, conditional. Similar, but it hasn't gotten the FDA approval. It's a different brand name, um, and so <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't want to get dyslexic for... on you and say the wrong. Flip them. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, know, you should be really proud of what you've done because, uh, especially in an election year, it shows you how frightened these bastards are. Mm-hmm. They really are mm-hmm. scared, even when they have big majorities and polling looks good for them. They they are really so frightened of uh, losing. And you know, their... you know who you know who else is concerned is the the teachers unions right now because there are so many parents that are planning to run for school board and i'm already seeing newsletters go out from the teacher unions about oh this person's running i'm planning to run for for carlsbad school board uh you know there's there's people saying hey i'm going to run for school board and then the teachers unions are are saying oh goodness this person was involved in you know successful advocacy or standing up for our kids we've got to go find a union-backed um you know candidate the uh utla the united teachers of los angeles that should be disbanded that entire union should be disbanded and they should be all de- deported out of the country for the damage they did to the kids. <laughs> that is the, one of the well, worst you know that even, organizations yeah. uh, ever, ever. You know, ter- yes. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You know that even when the, you know, the leadership there, the superintendent is saying that, that you know, masks should come off, but they have to get, come to an agreement with UTLA, you know it's really bad. They right? Because a lot of these other districts. They never yeah. should have had that veto power. They never Absolutely. should have been given that, that. That is none of their business. You Absolutely. know, if they don't want to, they can wear a mask themselves if they want, or they can stay home and not work. Oh, my there God. There you go. All right. Well, it's a good work, Sharon. We need uh, thousands <laughs> more you. like you. Uh, Thank you so much. Sharon McKeeman, the founder and director of uh, Let Them Breathe. And uh, the hell's going on at that Granada Hills uh, charter school? Good Lord. Give it up. People are crazy. More coming up, John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You probably heard in Florida that, uh, that there was a bill that was signed by the governor, Ron DeSantis, which said that, uh, and I've actually read the bill. I have it right here on my iPad. Uh, which says there's going to be no teaching anything about uh, gender or sexual orientation or anything from uh, third grade on down, right? From kindergarten through third grade. So you're talking about kids who are five, six, seven, eight years old. This this caused a ridiculous storm of protest um, because I think, I don't know, most people I know generally don't talk about sexual matters to their, uh, their little kids, their little sons and daughters. You know, you wanted that like zone of innocence because uh, they, they don't they don't understand this stuff. Any of it. You, you don't you don't talk about sexual relations between anybody. You don't talk about sexual acts. You don't talk about gender. You don't talk about changes. Nothing. You know, let them, you know, play play ball and play house, whatever it is they do. Play video games. Well, for some uh, incomprehensible reason. Uh, the Disney chief executive, Bob Chappick, decided uh, that he was going to demand that DeSantis veto the bill. And uh, DeSantis told him basically to go 
piss up a tree. And now Republican lawmakers in Florida are have declared war on Disney, or they may declare war on Disney, because I didn't know this, but Walt Disney World has been in Orlando since 1971, and they um, they have all their property uh, on a, in a special tax district, and they get to govern the land on which Walt Disney World sits. It's been going on for decades, and. Now you have a lot of Florida politicians, they're campaigning, promising to stand up to Disney and other woke corporations because they're promoting, you know, these sexual issues that they don't want their children dealing with. It's not even taking a side on the issue, on the, on on sexual issues. It's like, no, little, little kids shouldn't hear about this stuff yet. Leave them alone. It's a little weird. Uh, And most Florida parents agree, including most Democratic Florida parents. That's the irony of this that isn't reported very much. But if you look at the polling, majorities of independents, Republicans, Democrats, all agree. It's like, no, leave the kids alone with this stuff. But Disney has a very, very vocal employee contingent that is obsessed with these issues. And so they were putting pressure on, on the corporate leadership, and this is very common now, especially with uh, millennial and Gen X employees, where they gang up together like a union, almost like a social union. And they're not fighting for raises or better working conditions or shorter hours or you know better food in the cafeteria. They're they're fighting for that the the company support political issues. You know their political issues. You have to agree with their opinion, or I don't know. They write messages on social media. You know. And nothing scares corporate executives more than messages on social media. I'm like, did you see what they wrote on the Twitter? Okay, here's a here's a, a tissue. Dry your tears. So um, anyway, I you know, and and I mean seriously, Disney was their their image is childhood purity, right? Childhood innocence. It's been that way for God. What Mickey Mouse goes back, I think, to the 1930s. Oh, that's another thing. Some Republican lawmakers uh, in Congress are asking for Disney to be stripped of its Mickey Mouse copyright. That copyright should have long expired, but, you know, they they play the game. I imagine they've peeled off a lot of money to get special copyright protections on Mickey Mouse because yeah, if they lose the copyright, then any company could start using Mickey Mouse and uh, there'd be Mickey Mouse knockoffs. 1928's been copyright from? Yeah. So it's almost 100 years they've had it. And I think copyrights last 75 years, something like that. Uh, and, and So anyway, uh, the politicians are, are fed up with it because they're hearing it from the constituents. It's like, why why do they have a special tax district where they own all the Disneyland in Florida? Like the like the, the, the Florida uh, citizens don't own the land, can't control it, can't dictate anything. It's, it's Disney. It's not the state government. And why do they get to keep a copyright uh, 25 years longer than anybody else? And you think about the issue. Is it, I, I'm just marvel at, at his combination of the woke virus that infected people's brains and just the absolute cowardice of these modern-day executives. I, you have 
employees upset about something that's not directly related to the work product and which conceivably could damage relations with the customer base, parents, why would you go near that? And if the employees are complaining, tell them to shut up or quit. Because, you know, we've got, uh, we've got theme parks to run. We've got movies to make, cartoons to make, uh, merchandise. You know, the 100,000 things that Disney's involved in. That's, it's a business. We're selling stuff. We're selling fantasy to little tiny kids. And you want some heavy, complicated, gender, sexual issue to be taught to the kids? Like, no. No. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who wants this stuff taught to five, six, seven, eight-year-olds. We're not talking high school. We're talking kids who are so young they don't know their colors. They don't know how to count or the alphabet yet. I mean, stop it. So um, they've uh, they've got quite a ruckus on their hand, and um, there's a there's a big backlash going on, and uh, a lot of a lot of Disney fans have canceled their streaming subscriptions, and they don't want to go to Disney parks anymore. And I don't know, I can't think of a company that uh, you know shot itself in the foot more dramatically than Disney over this. I mean, now they're going to have they're going to have a group called Moms for America with a protest at the entrance of Walt Disney World in Orlando. And I remember, you know, we worked for Disney for a year and a half years ago, and uh, they're they're terrified of any kind of protest over anything. At least they used to be, and now they got mothers protesting. It's like what? And these are the people who are the biggest fans. In fact, it it, it isn't it is not just conservative parents, as I told you. It's majorities of all kinds of politically. Uh, oriented people, but especially the conservative moms. Now, why would you do that? What, 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 what are you trying to do? You make, you make, you make fantasy entertainment for little kids. Good Lord. But this is what it's the woke stuff has made people crazy. John and Ken KFI. John and Ken show. John Cobell, Ken shampoo KFI. And 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I've got a lot of newsome stuff today. I'm warning you. Going to be giving you a warning in just a moment. After 4 o'clock, this is kind of funny. Uh, we've told you that the Texas governor, and that's that's a real governor, um, he uh, sent the third busload of immigrants uh, to Washington, D.C., uh, I think the third bus just arrived yesterday. And now um, we're going to have Alex Stone on from ABC News because Abbott implemented his own security checks on all commercial vehicles coming into the United States. And so the wait at the border became very, very long. And he negotiated with uh, some officials from Mexico about uh, what's coming over the border. And Alex is going to explain that. Uh, what's fascinating is Abbott is kind of taken over almost as president of Texas. And he's uh, coming up with his own immigration policy because he says Texas is getting overwhelmed with with so many uh, illegal aliens. I mean, just hundreds of thousands have been piling over the Texas border. So, he, you know, he, he really was putting them on buses and they ended up in Washington. And he really was basically slowing down the border crossings to make it almost unusable for trucks 
and it was gridlocked. And uh, Abbott's doing this without getting any approval from anybody in the Biden administration. So we'll find out what that's about. Now, on the other hand, we've got the silly soy boy governor, uh, the empty-headed rich boy, Gavin Newsom. And believe it or not, you know, I saw one of these stories and... I didn't take it seriously. I thought, you know, let me let me wait for more evidence here. But now I got two of them from two widely different sources. And it looks like because of the uncertainty surrounding Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom is positioning himself to run for president in 2024. And I don't say this lightly, but based on these two stories and based on the disastrous uh, Biden administration, and he has lapsed deep into senility. And Kamala Harris has lapsed into being uh, a national joke. It's going to be wide open in 2024 who's going to run for president. Really is wide open. Because uh, Bernie, who's clogged up the last two cycles, probably is not going to be running. Elizabeth Warren has been pretty well uh, rejected. Uh, and then what do you have left? You have Pete Buttigieg who I, I'm not sure got a single black vote in the entire primary season. Uh, there's, there's, oh, and Andrew Cuomo uh, bit the dust. He's dead meat. Wow, that's a pretty big vacuum, huh? I mean, can you think off the top of your head who else would run for president if you cross all those other people off the list as either not running or not serious? All right, Gavin Newsom. Uh, start with the National Review conservative uh, online news site, although reasonable, not crazy. And um, he has been posting tweets, and most of them have not been about California. Uh, 22 tweets in the last month, seven about our state. Of course, our state is a disaster. But five were about national events. Um. And 10 were about Republicans in other states with no relationship to California. For example, he posted uh, on April 13th, a woman who is a victim of rape or incest must give birth to a child. Doctors performing reproductive care should be bounty hunted. Shameful. Claims it's now law in Oklahoma, those issues. And that's it. That's it. It's got nothing to do with California law, but that's the law in Oklahoma. He says, woman, victim of rape or incest must give birth. Doctors performing reproductive care should be bounty hunted. Bad. I'll have to fact check that. Then the next one from April 8th, he writes, Alabama is following the lead of Texas and Florida and creating hateful laws that will cause harm to kids. LGBTQ kids already experience excess trauma and increased suicide risk. Laws like this will make those problems worse. I don't know what the law is. Uh, then Gavin Newsom, oh, we mentioned this one, March 31st, reading some banned books to figure out what these states are so afraid of. Remember the picture of him pretending to read a book, looking very pensive, concentrating very hard. He looked like a fool. Look, I'm reading a serious book here. I'm trying to see why people object to the book. Let's see, fourth tweet here, uh, March 28th. This bill was born out of a lie 
that people become gay by talking about it, but the harm it will cause LGBTQ kids is all too real. Hurting children just isn't un-American. It's monstrous. Apparently, keeping children out of school for a year and a half is not monstrous. Right? I, I don't know what the issue is about there either. But um, weird case here in California. His approval rate has sucked. Um, it, it went down 60, 16 points. And he did win the recall, but he's still underwater with the approval rating. But he doesn't have any competition, any serious competition by somebody with a name. I mean, I love Michael Schellenberger, who's the writer and the activist. And, uh, you know, I don't know anything about the Republican running. Some small-time politician in Northern California who doesn't seem to have any money, name recognition, or campaign. I mean, Newsom really is practically running unopposed. Schellenberger is really interesting, but he doesn't have a whole lot of money, and he doesn't have much name recognition unless you've read his... uh, genius books uh so if if the if the election is going to be easy for news for newsom and then you know eventually he's going to be out of work in 2026 when's he going to run when's he going to run for president because that's the only thing he's been interested in all his life you know he fancies himself like a like like a john kennedy wannabe obviously uh, and 2024 looks good because in 2024, either we've got a Republican new president or a Democrat new president, and they may be president for eight years. So you don't want to miss your 2024 window because then you'd have to wait till 2032. And he can't hold a job. And what other office is he going to run for? So he may be running for president in two years. which. Which is why it cracked me up when I, I saw this second story from uh, Eric Ting, uh, sfgate.com up in Northern California. And he wrote the same thing. Governor has been fixated on out-of-state happenings in recent weeks. His tweets have been all about Republican-led states. Uh, the New York Times published an article titled A Conversation with Governor Gavin Newsom of California. Newsom mostly discussed red state legislation on abortion and LGBT rights. Only passing mention of California issues such as homelessness and housing costs. See, he's he's like Garcetti. He's checked out on California problems because they're all really bad. He made them a lot worse. He has no idea what to do. It's time to move on. So like Garcetti, he's got a delusion that he's going to run for president. Now, this guy, Eric Ting, thought that 2028 seems more likely, but, you know, he thinks because he's just playing along with the fiction that Biden's going to run in 2024. I don't know if you saw Biden trying to shake his hand with thin air the other day after his speech, you realize that he's not going to make it. And, um, he, uh, it, it, it's obvious that he's uh, he's going to have to change his politics, though, because if he runs as this uh, far left progressive, which is what he is, then that's that he's going to die a terrible death as a candidate. That's not where the rest of the country is. The rest of the country is not living in woke land, just narrow slivers 
on the coast in the big cities. But he is going to be in for a rude awakening. I don't think he plays uh, east of uh, Oakland. Uh, which which is what I thought about Kamala Harris, and it proved to be true. Remember, Kamala Harris completely wiped out, never made it to the primaries, got rejected by 97% of Democrats. And I think Newsom's going to find out he's going to get rejected by 97% of Democrats because he's not, not a, he's just he's just a silly person. I mean, I mean, just he, he'll start speaking with the, all that weird jargon and his weird delivery. That alone, you see people in the Midwest going, what the hell is this? What is this? <coughs> Excuse me. More coming up. John again Show. KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell. Ken Shampo. KFI. AM640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up after Deborah's News at 4 o'clock. Heads away today. We are going to talk to Alex Stone because uh, the governor of Texas. All right. Now, this is a real governor. Um, he is... <laughs> Implementing his own immigration policy between sending busloads of immigrants to Washington, D.C., let Biden deal with them. And also, he uh, put in uh, all kinds of security checks at the border on commercial vehicles. And that greatly slowed uh, the progress over the border. And he got some concessions, promises from uh, Mexican officials uh, to increase border security. All the details coming with Alex Stone from uh, ABC. Do you, Deborah, read? Uh, do you read nutritional labels? I'm going to guess yes. Yes. Frequently, I, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Do you know? Only they they did the study. Only nine percent of Americans could accurately identify what product was the healthiest based on its packaging, based on reading the ingredients. Really. Nine percent. Uh, 91% of Americans failed. Now, 42% of Americans are obese. 70% are overweight. So clearly, whatever's on the packaging, and I've always kind of laughed at this because you, you see the calorie counts in restaurants oh, sometimes yeah. on... On the menu. On the menu, yeah. right. On the menu, up on the big uh, menu board. Yeah, it's it's a law. And it it's amazing how the government is constantly trying to guide people but i actually like seeing that because i have not ordered things by looking at the calories sometimes is that right yeah oh wow no that's way too many calories forget it or maybe if i really want it i'll eat half so i enjoy seeing the calories you're 90 pounds what are you worried about well if maybe if i didn't worry i wouldn't be 90 pounds and i'm more than 90 pounds but still oh okay 98 (laughs) 94 (laughs) what's the number you can tell a uh, hundred. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Wow, you're like a barrel these days. <laughs> <laughs> hundred pounds. Um, but I watch what I eat and I exercise every single day. I know, I know. Uh, apparently, uh, all the all the uh, catchy phrases they put on foods are just marketing phrases. They don't have anything to do with health. People fall for labels like whole grain or fat free, uh, and that. Doesn't there may not naturally be fat in the product, see? Mm. So it doesn't mean that it's healthy. Like if it's loaded with a lot of sugar, for example, doesn't happen to have fat. Right. But you have to look and see what the sugar content is and the sodium and the cholesterol, in addition to the fat free and whole grain. I mean, I I mean, I I laugh at that all the time when I when I look at this stuff. It's like, well, there's no fat in that anyway. (laughs) 
Um, it's uh, they they had uh, one uh, research executive say Americans fail very clearly to identify healthy products. Uh, they gathered data from two thousand participants, and they were asked them to rank cereal bars from healthiest to least healthiest. Uh, people would fall for phrases like whole grain if they see naturally flavored. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's healthy. Something that's a hundred calories. Mm-hmm. Of course, if it's a tiny little bar, maybe it's supposed to be forty calories. Uh, organic too. Yeah, fooling a lot of people. I don't. I, th- I think organic. Um, well, because because what. What the discrepancy is, is companies can call something organic, but the bar is really low. It's not as... Yeah, you'd like to think that no pesticides are used when it's organic. That's what I would think. I don't think that's possible. I don't know it's possible to grow stuff without spraying something on uh, on the crops. I mean, I don't know how you do that. Well, there are people, I know people, I have friends that have gardens and and they don't use pesticides i they i don't know what they do they they do something but there's no pesticides used yeah my mom would constantly have her uh vegetables raided by various animals yeah i guess that that's you right know, you it, have it, that it uh 10% of uh, americans uh, are diabetic i this is really a fat nation which you know it's hard to tell if you live uh like on the west side because uh no one's allowed to be fat in the west side of L.A. They get arrested. And <laughs> they get dragged away by the nutrition police. Like, I don't think I do. I'm trying to think, like, when I was in school, I don't think there was a single fat mom that I knew. Like, legitimately, you know, like sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of fat. Well, because you were at those fancy schools. Uh, well, yeah, it's funny, though, how that works hand in hand. Like, like people with money are really uh, hyper- and the women walk around, you've probably seen this, they walk around with uh, tall cups of Starbucks coffee all day. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's how they fill their stomach with coffee. They get over-caffeinated and hyper. The personalities are like that, too. Yeah, well, that's just crazy. Yeah, I know. No, it, no it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's funny. It's a really weird species. I, n- I never really got used to it. Uh, so the, uh, the, 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 uh, they say the labels are hard to read. And most people don't even bother to look at it. Well, some of the ingredients, I don't even know. Half of the ingredients, I don't even understand what they are. I have to, I have to look them up if I care that much. All right. Now, you know Pop-Tarts, right? Yes. Would you consider Pop-Tarts to be a healthy food? No. Okay. Here's what Pop-Tarts, what they do. They have a big green label on the front that says zero grams trans fat, which is irrelevant because... The total fat, well, total saturated fat is 13% of your daily intake. Yeah. And that's that's one Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. You go on a binge and you've got three Pop-Tarts, you have almost half of the saturated fat you're allowed. Not to mention all those calories. Right. They took out trans fat out of a lot of products years ago, but they still highlight it on the labels, like no trans fat, implying that other people have trans fat and our product's healthy. Yeah, well, they're trying and, to trick people for uh, sure. Yeah, the 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 sodium seven percent. One pop tart gives you seven percent of the sodium for the day. What's the sugar? Uh, sugar fifteen grams. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot. 
Yeah, because you can't just eat one Pop-Tart, so then you have 30 oh, no, right they, there. Right, they know that. And they're designed to to make it addictive. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's really sweet, and it's really tasty, so they know you're going to eat uh, you know the whole box, probably. When we come back, Alex Stone is going to tell us about uh, the president of Texas, Greg Abbott. He is uh, creating his own immigration policy, and uh, it's having quite an effect. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.